0: The government says all MPs will get to vote on whether to lower the voting age to 16 years old for general elections following today's Supreme Court decision that the current law is discriminatory. The Prime Minister says once drafted a law change will need 75% support to pass and wouldn't come into force in time for the next election. The Greens support dropping the voting age to sixteen. The National Party doesn't want a bar of it, and Labour hasn't made its mind up yet, although the Prime Minister personally supports sixteen year olds voting. Kutaku Manuhiri in Nayane, call Kitty Allen, the Justice Minister, joins us now live. Kia ora, Minister.
1: Hey kia ora, Lisa.
0: Can you think of one good reason not to give sixteen and seventeen year olds the right to vote?
1: Well, I think you probably will get a whole range of different views depending on who you speak to. But I think this is quite an interesting... uh, You know, we've had an interesting uh, outcome from the Supreme Court today uh, that did make that declaration of inconsistency with the Bill of Rights. Uh, This is interesting from two perspectives. Uh, We've just recently passed the Declaration of Inconsistency Bill here in the Parliament, so this is the first... Uh, declaration that will go through the new process that we're required to pass as a parliament. Uh, But secondly too, just going to the broader and more substantive issue, uh, you know when we've we've had the Supreme Court say this is uh, inconsistent with the Bill of Rights, now Parliament uh, turn your minds and consider the implications of that Uh, I'm looking forward to this being uh, part of the debate and discussion that we as parliamentarians have
0: that was a really interesting sidestep, Minister. Back to my original question, and can I put it another way? Do you support personally? The Prime Minister has expressed her personal opinion. Do you personally support giving the vote to 16 and 17 oh, year olds? Oh,
1: yeah, no, personally I do. Yeah, no, I do. I think this is, uh, really uh, being like and like the Prime Minister myself as well. Uh, you know, we're one vote of 120, we need to get 75 uh, votes to get it over the line. But why I personally uh, uh, support it is, you know, 16 years old, I'd left school by that time. I was paying taxes on a full-time wage. You know, you can go out there, you can... Uh, I don't know, you can drive cars, you can have sex, you can do a whole range of things that we expect kind of fall within that domain of being able to make decisions that are more akin to adults than children. So, look, I think that this will be an interesting debate. Um, I'm sure that there are a range of different views in opposition, and we'll hear those too. And it's for the Parliament to ultimately make that determination and the reserve provisions will kick in.
0: Um, While we've been talking, we've been getting feedback on this thick and fast, as you can imagine. One of the questions that have been posed by some of our listeners is, if you give 16 and 17-year-olds the right to vote, shouldn't they be treated as an adult in all aspects of the system, including the criminal justice system? And you, as the Minister, who has that portfolio, what do you think?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, there's a whole range of responsibilities that come with uh, the the right to vote. And I think that the the, the debate that was had in the Supreme Court in advance by the Make It 16 Incorporated group, they did put down the arguments for all of the types of things that you can do as an adult that you can't do, oh, sorry, that you can do as a 16-year-old that are more akin to those. Uh, life choices or, or abilities that adults have. Uh, look, there are distinguishments and differentiations, you're right, in criminal law and across a range of other areas. Whether we go the whole hog? I don't know. But what I do think is that this is a an important debate to have as the parliament, uh, the reserve pres- uh, provisions, you know, we do require 90 parliamentarians to change the law, but let's have that uh, debate on the back of the Supreme, Court, uh, the, the Supreme Court's findings today.
0: I know it's a speaker's dec- decision, but again, personally, do you reckon it should be a conscience vote?
1: Well, there are two ways about this. So if the Speaker determines that it's not a conscience vote, you can still then, uh, there are ways for parties to be able to cast split votes. So whether or not it's a conscience vote, I don't think that's the end uh, position in terms of the way that, uh, that parties, political parties, have to cast their votes. And so I know that all of us will be turning our minds uh, as to how we approach it as parties and as individuals uh, over the next little while uh, before the introduction of the bill. So can
0: you just clear one thing up for us the Prime Minister has said today drafting legislation needs a super majority 75% of the vote that is for voting in a general election lowering the age for a general election when it comes to local body elections as I understand it it's a simple majority that's um, needed so are you going to split these two issues or are you going to deal with them all as one and one piece of legislation or how is it going to be handled
1: I think these are probably uh, these, look I've still got to make some decisions on this but the the nature of the discussions that we had at cabinet today was that we would advance it uh, advance the age issue uh, as one issue so that would be applicable to all uh, to all uh, respective votes so local government uh, general government uh, general elections etc.
0: So six months to report to Parliament, right? What's that going to involve?
1: Who's going to get a say? Yeah, so the process from here on out, uh, six days, the Attorney-General has to uh, uh, make a statement in the House declaring that there has been a declaration of inconsistency. Then uh, it's referred to the Select Committee. Uh, The Select Committee has four months. They must report back to uh, the Parliament with their findings Uh, to the extent possible. I think we'll try and double up the timing there so that the bill, when it's introduced into the House, that we can also uh, utilise the Select Committee's time looking into both the bill and preparing their report uh, for tabling within four months. The executive is then required to provide their response within a six month period. So, look, I expect that we'll be hearing from many New Zealanders uh, through the course of this inquiry and as the uh, bill proceeds. Make a quick procedural note um, 75% of the Parliament. Aren't required to pass the first uh, the first reading in the house. It's only once we get to that committee at the whole stage. So either which way, uh, if we get more than a 50% vote at the first reading, uh, that bill will be referred to the select committee.
0: Do you want people to put aside their differences so this gets a fair fair crack and a fair hearing and at least get to that stage, let it through.
1: Oh, look, I always think that I like to think that we as a Parliament can approach these issues, particularly when it comes to Bill of Rights issues. You would have heard me over the weekend uh, talking about issues of a different nature, but all concerned with balancing Bill of Rights uh, rights that we are entitled to with other considerations. So I hope that the parliament. We engage constructively. Uh, the Supreme Court has now made this determination. That's the end of the road when it comes to what the courts can consider. And now it really is to the Parliament to make a decision. So well, I'm assured that uh, it will likely, I'm sure, get through that first uh, reading. um, uh, uh, hurdle and then it will go to the committee of the whole and that's when we can, uh, the select committee process, sorry, and then we can hear from New Zealanders about what you all think.
0: Thank you, Minister. Really appreciate your time. That's Kitty Allen, the Justice Minister there.